0: And welcome to the Shungite show, Shungite Reality. It's September 28th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins, and with me is Derek Condit. Mark Joseph is off today, and that puts Derek and I in a situation where we've got to actually figure out what to say, because Mark is not here to ask us questions. Hi, Mark. Hi, Hi, Derek.
1: Hi, Nancy. And hopefully we don't have any more Skype issues today, so I think we got through the, the hard parts.
0: Well let's so, hope so for heaven's sake I know I'm
1: just kind of giving a heads up just in case maybe we have some audio issues later but no I'm good for now.
0: okay um, righty so the first thing I wanted to do was to um, just give you an update where the heck is it from um, Yasmin uh, West on the uh, from Monday. Yes, I guess that was yesterday, Um, on the uh, Eagle. Okay, Monday, September 27th, Eagle Update. Thanks to Walt Silva suggesting to connect the Rose Heart Resonator with the Eagle, we seem to now have storm clouds returning and much less smoke in the skies. I'm allowing the energies to work with each other to gather up and transmute the destructive energies into something beneficial, and it seems to be gathering momentum. Rain will come soon, and I'm being patient with the process. I spent Sunday on the coast and my karate group training on the beach to take my mind off the new fire start. There's new fire started. Oh, good lord! When I returned, energies were already shifting into alignment for good to overtake the bad. Um, I was talking to um, Mark yesterday, and he's in San Diego. Is that right? I think so. Is it San Diego that it marks in? Do you know? Um, I don't know if
1: it's San Diego specifically, but it's in that area. So that, southern California.
0: Yeah, in that area. Um, and he said that the skies were really very interesting in that there was a lot of cloud activity happening over there. And he said that's not normal here because it's normally dry and hot, and they were actually getting cool, uh, a cooling down. So. Something is definitely perking there in California since the Eagle arrived. It's uh, pretty fascinating.
1: Yeah, it Having an effect.
0: Yep, yep. So, okay. Um, now, the other thing we have here is those people who may be new to Shungite Reality, the show here, um, beginning in, well, when the. It was actually in the pandemic, I think the pandemic had started in 2020, when uh, somebody that I I knew um, came back, you know, people come in and they go back and she came in and um, she's, uh, Barbara Menezes from Spain, a very, very interesting lady, does a lot of metaphysical work and her husband is the one who does the theme song, Shungite, that I normally play in the middle of of this show. they were putting out a new song for virtually every week, plus a reading from that she was getting directly from Shanghai. through the first, uh, let's say, six weeks, I think, of the pandemic. Now, initially, everybody kind of thought, well, it's not going to last too long. How gonna last too long? Ah, what was that, almost two years ago? Well, 18 months ago, 19 months ago. So um, she's she sent me another one that was a sort of like hey everybody have a good solstice but I didn't, I didn't have time to even look at it when she sent it so I didn't realize it was specific to the solstice which was last week um, so it, it's I don't think it's dated because these messages are never really dated so what I'll do right now if it's okay with you is we'll just play it at 12 minutes um, and then we'll have a little discussion about it sound alright with you Yep, sounds perfect. Okay, here we go.
2: Good morning, good afternoon. I just wanted to wish you a happy equinox in the Northern Hemisphere. We're talking about autumn, Southern Hemisphere, spring. Wishing you the best, my intuitive uh, message that I got for myself uh, and I think it is also collective because I asked whether the message was to be shared and the answer was yes, is that the energies that are going to be um, coming in and that are going to be triggering us are aimed at helping us balance the polarities. And one of the main polarities is our masculine and our feminine sides, which also correspond to the giving and taking, which also corresponds on a spiritual level to the twin flame inside of us in relation to the soul. Um, those following these um, soul traditions will know that there is, a, um, a at a very high level, a split between the masculine and the feminine. So the soul divides itself into a more feminine manifestation and a more masculine and they're not normally incarnated in one single being. So there is this feeling of having to look for my twin flame or my soul mate and the the message in this um, intuition or intuitive uh, guidance that I received was that it's time to start working more consciously to bring these, um, a uh, balance of the polarities inside of ourselves and merging the masculine and the feminine into one and, and give, giving it a sense of direction. So this is the words, sense of direction are very important. And they're also very important for the situation that we are living now. Um, humanity seems to be in a state of loss, confusion, fear. And when we are in that state, We are looking with our head everywhere, left, right, back and forth, because we don't know where all of this is going. So this is a time for the awakening of the true leaders that need to stand up in all of the communities, in all of uh, areas of life. Um, And I'm talking more about spiritual leadership. We need to be the ones directing the flow of consciousness, the flow of energy, towards the highest possible goal, which in accordance to the insight that I received for this season is home, uh, home, the, the concept of home can be home inside of myself or the greater home where all of the souls um, are at one, where we are in full communion with source where we return after all of the, the incarnations, out of you know, experiencing the different dramas of being alive, uh, the different characters that we embodied, just like in a film. So the message is start merging with your polarities, start integrating, harmonizing your polarities, your different aspects, returned home all the time that you can and and be a leader in your community and invite everybody to to follow the direction of what home means to each and every one. It's not a question of becoming a spiritual dictatorship saying, well, home is this way and you have to follow this particular religion and you have to do that. No, it's a way of gently, through your presence and through incarnating who you truly are, you are inviting others to follow the direction that consciousness is taking and the direction is home spiritual home cosmic home universal home whatever you want to perceive home as being home is also a reflection of sacred space the original ideal home i'm not talking about a home in which there is you know fights and in which there is one member of the family who is dictating everything for everybody. I'm talking about the archetypical force of home, which is sacred space, a place in which everybody can grow without uh, diminishing the liberties and without diminishing who everyone else is, without alienating others. It's sacred home, a place in which each member of home can be nourished, can be eating, feeding, feeling comfortable, secure, safe, and they can start thriving and contributing back to the community. So we're talking about the families, the dynamics in groups, work environments, in a you know in the town in which you live, the country in which you live. So for me, the message is: let's stop polarizing between those who are taking. Who have taken the jab and those who have not taken the jab between light and darkness between this and that um and and start merging inside of yourself with your different aspects harmonize yourself create sacred space become the home and help others who are lost and in confusion to find their own sense of direction so we need to be leaders who are not actually leading others but we are moving forward the consciousness of the collective towards the highest possible destiny for the collective it is subtle what i'm saying because some people may say well that sounds very dicta- dictatorship like here you are trying to direct the consciousness of the collective but guess what Darkness has been directing the consciousness of the collective since eons and eons and eons. So if we don't start, those who are more awakened, those who have access to the energetic dynamics, to consciousness, if we don't start occupying our place and providing the sense of direction towards the highest good of all and the highest good of all, always, Uh, entails returning back home, home to where you truly are, home to the greater values that you hold, home to your connection with source, home to your connection with others. That is home, that is the direction. So rather than being afraid and confused and being looking outside all the time to see, you know, what someone else is saying, What the cabal and darkness is wanting me to do? Are they trying to kill me? Or what are they trying to do? I have to stop doing that and focusing on that. And I have to return home to my true nature. Return home. Return home. As I return home, I'm bringing peace to my environment. As I return home to a place of non-judgment, I am helping others uh, relax and be at peace because I'm not judging them. I'm not judging the person who has taken the jab or the person who has not taken the jab. I am at one within myself. And as I am at one within myself, I am seeing you through the eyes of oneness. So I'm not judging your actions. I am allowing you to be who you are. And I'm also inviting you to really be who you are, to drop the mask, to drop the persona, to drop the dramas, to drop the fear-mongering, to drop the stories and to simply be yourself. By you doing that in your community, you are helping your entire community to return back home, to the sacred space of home. And we are one family. We are one human family and we are one cosmic, universal, galactic, whatever you want to call it, multidimensional family of souls who decided at a moment to incarnate in the physical, material world. So it is time that we start waking up and realizing who we truly are, and those who are in the spiritual step out of the closet, because we have been uh, so afraid of being spiritual, so afraid of Having woken up, we are still afraid of being judged. Many people are, you know, spiritually inclined and and have woken up, but they are afraid of manifesting who they are in front of their communities, their families. They're still afraid of being laughed upon. So be the leader that you are meant to be. Anyhow, wishing you fantastic equinox and uh, wishing you all the best. And let's be positive, let's be empowered, let's be focused. Don't allow, you know, this situation to drag the entire collective into muddy waters in which we cannot see in clarity. We can be the clear one and we can provide a sense of direction to the entire collective who feels at loss at this moment in time. So... Use the energies of the equinox to become the true leader that you were meant to be. And I'm not using the word leader in an egotistic or egoistic way. It's not about a leader coming through the ego. It is actually an impersonal leader. It's not Barbara, the leader. It's my entire being who can lead because I place myself in my internal home, I return home, and because I return home, I can then lead. But it's not Barbara leading, it's my entire spirit leading, because my entire spirit has welcomed the totality of who I am. See the difference? It is a big difference. So this is not a narcissistic type of uh, leadership, it's... The, per, the personality of Barbara surrendering to the higher aspects of Barbara, to the spirit and allowing spirit to do the work to do the leading and inviting others to, to return to their own spirit and to do their own leading to the right direction rather than being confused and not knowing where we're going Anyhow, many blessings I hope this helps
0: so there you go what'd you think you there and we're back yeah
1: no I just yeah it was uh it was interesting I was watching chat while it was happening too it seems like a lot of interesting uh breadcrumbs and nuggets and you know I always like to look at it as you know just another person's perspective maybe describing or explaining it a different way so we each hear it maybe differently um and that's what it takes so no it was, it was interesting I
0: well, you know, you know, I, the concept of the male and female um, I find interesting because when you did a reading on me, you saw two guides, both versions of myself, but one was male and one was female. And you said you hadn't seen that before. And, you know, it's kind of stuck with me. It's like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> I'm not sure what it means, but I understand the concept of, you know, I mean, I can be very... In many ways, I, I, I'm I a big mama, you know. I love critters and I love people and, you know, but at the same time, I can be a real nasty person. Not so much anymore, kind of, kind of over the nastiness. I don't have time for it anymore. Wait, wait, are you <laughs> implying that's the male aspect? <laughs> uh, no, I wasn't implying it. I <laughs> guess I flat out stated it. You know, <laughs> <I get funny>. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but I mean, that's the difference between male and female. You know, the, the, the female energy is one of nurturing, of focused on the family type of thing. And it gives you the creative. I mean, the female gives you the creative people. I mean, they, they it's their body. I don't care. There is no pregnant men in my reality, you know, that the, the female is giving the creative birth. But without the men out there moving things, you know, it it, it you know it, it it just occurs to me that this is sort of similar to the concept of the quantum entanglement, because the quantum entanglement is what keeps everything together in the universe, but it's resonance that keeps it moving. So females are like quantum entanglement nets, you know the The center of a family, any family, is is the mother, unless the mother's a dingalong you know, type of thing. But in reality, <clears throat> they're basically the center of the family. But the the males are the ones that keep everything going. If it wasn't for the male. We wouldn't. We just. We would just probably sit back and have a lovely life. I don't know. I'm. I'm not a yeah,
1: bandage. I say we're good for lifting heavy, heavy things, huh? Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fixing plumbing sometimes. Uh, I just have to. I don't know if I told you this story, but um, I, I somebody I was talking to, yesterday. Um, I don't even remember who it was but they said that um they had read where the real concept of of god or a quote that that they had seen that that made them realize you know oh wait what let me you know kind of like it was a aha aha moment was when somebody was suggesting that they look in a mirror and realize they're looking at a reflection of god that's a pretty powerful image you know and it caught my attention because I had gotten to a point where I realized, okay, God, God being in this open-ended, you know, statement of of source, source energy. You're, you you know, your reflection of the source energy, and I had gotten to a point where I really felt that we have to we have to feel that that divine energy in our, in ourselves and realize that we are representatives of the divine energy you know if I'm my nasty self I'm not representing God very well and because of the way that the universe works it's like it's our thoughts that build reality so if all of us think that God is nasty and vengeful and you know that that big scary God of the old Bible (laughs) you know that guy um then Essentially, that's what God is during that time in our reality. If we think of a loving, openly, just empathic God that just is full of love, and we each one of us reflects that, that's what God becomes. We empower God. Does that make any sense to you?
1: Um, It does. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's... And I don't know how much to, how much to get into on what I was going to touch on there. Um, just look at Derek. Yeah, just a, go for go it. Ahead. I mean, go yeah. for
0: it because it doesn't matter what show you put it there. It's a matter of putting it into this, the subconscious of humanity. You know okay. that that's why we do these shows. You know, a lot of times I start down talking about something else, and all of a sudden I'm like, feel the oh no, you got to talk about this. You know, just flow with the with with the energies.
1: Oh yeah. Now I'll actually tie in onto that statement then and, and re- refer back to, um, uh, an author, Richard Bach, and you've heard of him before. And probably most people listening have Jonathan Livingston Siegel one, lots of other books. Um, so, and I'm, I'm referencing that and I'm acknowledging him because people can go back if they want more info, <clears throat> excuse me, or, um, an expanded understanding on some of this, they can, reference basically anything he wrote as well, but here's what I'm getting at. If you consider when they, when they talk God or source or something like that, I'll just put it this way. One um, alternate way of perceiving this reality and how it all connects back to one um, is that whole source energy and then, <clears throat> excuse me, let's just, I'll put it this way. Let's say that, that entity, and again, some people call it God, source, whatever, as an experience, and then ah, this is such a tough thing to get into because it's going to take like a 45 minute explanation to bring it back around. So I'll actually put it this way: Let's say us as entities. Well, <clears throat> I know I keep pausing, so I'm sorry for those that are getting frustrated because I got This is a. I'm trying to get a big visualization here. Um, I'll put it this way, Nancy. From my perspective, I'll just I'll just start with that. So when this is how I do it maybe everybody's different, who knows, but when I have a, choose to have a lifetime, and I'm talking about, so I'm speaking from the perspective of what those listening would call their higher selves, <clears throat> and when we can all do that once you realize how to do it, and you're doing it anyway, it's just differentiating between that perspective and a more local one, or physical one, so when I choose to have a life from my higher self's perspective, I I'll just call it a carbon copy of myself that I'll put into a vehicle, a body, have a life running around, um, having experiences. Well, then that, and, and it's referred to as an ego. It's totally different than when you first hear the word ego. You can think about, oh, I'm self-righteous, or I'm holier than that, blah, 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 all that stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a, again, I only have the good term of, say, a, a copy of yourself or personality that you're experiencing. So it's kind of like if you're a, a gamer here in 3D, And you play the Sims game and you choose a character and you make all these stats and this, that, and the other. And then you put it into that um, little virtual reality called a a game in this reality. Well, that little persona runs around into um, expanding and doing stuff. So same thing. But what I'm suggesting here is that when, again, back to my high self choosing to have an experience down here. So I project part of myself down here, but then that aspect of yourself continues on it's going to sound weird as a whole another entity or part of you and it and then that one can has the option of reaching a, a level of understanding in these lifetimes meaning perceiving the physical from beyond the physical in the metaphysical and then doing the same thing we would sometimes call that another entity down here and it can continue and it can continue so th- that's just i'm just going to kind of stop there for for this conversation, but I was trying to get somewhat of an idea out there that we, um, when you follow that understanding, it does all lead back to one, which is, you know, again, I'm only speaking from my perspective, is accurate, and love energy is what it all starts with, and then we choose to have experiences, so again, it's like having Sims characters, or uh, RPG characters, they call them sometimes, role-playing game characters, those can branch off and continue expanding, it's not that it, It has to jump back in and reintegrate. Um, I don't know how to tell you that. It's like sending stuff back, but that same entity. So Derek Condit down here, me speaking. Yes, I chose to have a life as this entity, this persona, but that's not all me. Now, this part of me is going to continue on further expanding. I don't know. So it's kind of like putting a whole lot of views out there. And then they... Mm, that's it's a tough. Do you have any questions, Nancy? Because you see, I'm stumbling because it's such a big picture thing. I'm, I'm
0: actually enjoying you stumbling. <laughs> I am. I'm all over the place, <laughs> and thinking, i can't get into that because that means this, and so. Well, it, it 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 is a complicated subject. You know, life. Yeah. Where did it come from? Uh, Who are yeah. we? You know, last night I was I was um, I, don't, I don't I I, I, I I mean if you if you stay in the 3D mentality things really suck. I mean it's like I knew there was evil out there. I'd been fighting it for decades. But I did not realize the depth of it. And and the all pervasive zombie minds that have been created by whatever storyline we're following. And it got into my head and I'm, I'm I'm kind of falling asleep and I'm going like, oh, crap. I, well, the other thing is is that that um, I, I have a brother that's having some, some physical problems and he had to go off on, well, you know, Grandpa died at 73. And he says, you know, I'm getting real close to that. And I'm going, I didn't say it to him. I said, well, I am 73. But, you know, he brings in this death thing concept and I'm thinking oh god if i die and this thing we don't change this thing please don't send me back here it's going to be a nightmare you know and then i started thinking about it and i said i've lived prob lived experienced you know from a metaphysical being you know probably trillions of different life experiences and in this one i can remember past lifetimes but I don't know that that's available to most people, so most people don't remember that it was good. It was good over there, and I've probably lived lives that were just much worse than anything that's going to happen here if it was to happen. So it's just like you really have to detach from those those lifetimes. You know, it's it's like they're not you, they're not me. And all that you know, I'm me, right now. I'm I'm me. But at the same time, all those versions of ourselves are still playing out. Time doesn't exist. And once you get into the concept of time doesn't exist, you realize that not when we talk about you know all you know connecting everything's connected. We're connected to all those versions of ourselves, and each of those versions of ourselves starts with the source code. Now maybe it is a computer, an you know, engineer or computer uh, techie person that's created this reality and we're living in a computer. Some One of the physicists said there's a good possibility of that, and I'm not going to argue it, but if it was just a computer guy, where, where's all the love coming from? You know, it's beyond being a computer guy. It's beyond being... And we're going to get into this, you know, in a bit about DNA. Um, maybe we should just do it now. What time is it? Um, Anytime you're ready. Yeah, maybe we should, because this, this leads into a very... Um, I don't even know how to explain this to you guys. But on Radio 5 g to. Tomorrow we've got a program that's based on a interview from uh, Sophia Smallstorm, and it was one of the. I mean, I've listened to. I can't. I can't even tell you how many thousands of hours of video I've listened to or audio tapes, but this one was one of those that it made me sit right up in my chair. What are you saying? I had heard things that that just blew my mind because. I think it's going to blow yours when you sit back and listen to it. I've listened to this, this information a few times. It's it's semi-technical, but get just let that pass you by because her, her, her ability to make things simple is really good. It's only a, uh, an eight-minute tape, so here we go. Let's just listen to it. This is Sophia Smallstorm talking on synthetic biologists versus the Federation of Natural Light.
3: I think, Greg... We should start with what they have discovered about DNA, because ultimately, this is all about how your body makes itself and makes its parts and components, right? Mm -hmm. And synthetic biology seeks to overwrite that. So how did they ever figure out that DNA was nature's most amazing natural hard drive? Our current hard drives, and they are talking out there, you'll read it about, you know, ecological issues, issues of economics with all the enormous data that we are accumulating, especially in this world of growing AI, the electricity consumption of places to store all this data. So the term is sustainable storage that they're throwing around, and they do are pointing to nature's original hard drive, which is DNA. And so they can synthesize or make DNA. This is man-made synthetic DNA. And they have learned how to upload, I kid you not, words, images, music onto this synthetic DNA. So it functions as a hard drive. And there is a scientist at Columbia University, Yaniv Ehrlich, E-R-L-I-C-H, and he is credited with figuring out how to stuff 60% more data onto DNA than ever before. Now, none of this is cheap. They haven't figured out a cheap way to program their synthetic DNA, but they have discovered some very interesting things about DNA in that it is not just durable, because, I mean, we have DNA that goes back thousands of years that hasn't been destroyed or destroyed itself. So one of the other advantages of writing code on DNA is that it's always going to be the same writing and reading method because the DNA doesn't change. So we'll always be able to read DNA. Reading DNA is called sequencing and writing on it or making it is called synthesizing. All right. So we have the ability to read and write and copy DNA and they're doing this in labs and the way that the method works is our computers employ binary code zeros and ones and a shade of blue is a certain number and arrangement of zeros and ones a different shade of blue is different number and arrangement of zeros and ones so you can create combinations to represent musical notes Anything you want if you just keep moving and arranging zeros and ones. Well, DNA is made up of four what they call nucleotides. They go by letter abbreviations, A, G, C, and T. And they stand for adenine, guanine, cytosine, and thymine. And so all you have to do is figure out how you can represent A. C, G, and T with zeros and ones. So the way they've done it is A is double zero, C is zero one, G is one zero, and T is one one. Now you have the translation method to translate binary code into nucleotides. And that's what they're doing. And they have found that one gram of DNA can carry millions and millions of megabytes of information because one speck of DNA in your body holds The codes for everything in you. So just imagine the compactness of this new kind of hard drive if they can figure out a way to use it cheaply enough. Now let's go back to the very first hard drive that was ever made by IBM in 1956. It was this big box. It was the size of two upright pianos back to back. And all that it could hold was the equivalent of one MP3 song, and it weighed over a tonne so we've got a huge improvement over that in dna
0: right right
3: and then the other plus to dna and i learned all this i'm not a computer geek so our modern computing is called von neumann computing and we have storage areas in our drives and then we have these processors so that presents what is considered a bottleneck in computing because Bits have to be moved between the two, taken from where they live or are stored to where they're manipulated. And DNA does both at the same time. It does what they call and they would love to have in-storage computing or in-memory computing. There's no lag time between moving the material from here to here in order to work it. DNA does everything all at once. Parallel computing all at once. Mm-hmm. Now in the laboratories, Jenny Lake has plumbed this material ad nauseum. And what she has discovered is that they take any kind of biological material. And the easiest way to get it now is from plants because the plant stuff can be resynthesized. It's very cheap to obtain. But this material, that they have in labs, when they work it, they put it through filtration, they put it through centrifuges, spinning, they put it through all kinds of purification processes and steps, and they get it down to its essence. Think of Marie Curie isolating radium. You have to burn this part off and that part off, and eventually you end up with this element, right? So what they're doing with these biological materials, and they get them out of people's bodies, they can get them out of feces, which they really enjoy. They really enjoy rendering feces down. They can get them from plants. They can get them from insects. Anything biological can be reduced to its structural material, which is protein. And when you take that protein and you reduce it down further, you get crystalline protein. And this is the laboratory virus. They are making Crystalline proteins out of anything and everything. And all these crystalline protein base materials are almost identical. And the way they've learned to write on DNA, they've learned to write on these crystals. Because crystals are programmable. So they have learned to render through their processes materials from biological tissues down into what I call crystalline filtrates. And they're calling these filtrates viruses, as though they cause disease. But these are really materials that they can write programs on, put instruction upon, and then they include these in their solutions that they claim to be and market as vaccines and pretend is preventive medicine.
0: So, what did you think, Derek?
1: <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of wows in there.
0: Isn't um, it? And that's that's only a set, eight minutes of a, an hour tape. An hour tape. I mean, she's just pretty amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like the way she's explaining it because it, it gives, you know, let's just say us average people a way to wrap our heads around it and get somewhat of a visualization so we can, you know, digest it and keep a, a grip on it and understand it. When you start getting into realizing you can take material from any living thing and break it down to who, uh the crystalline protein she's talking about um, and that's programmable yeah I mean because there's no reason they need to use the human DNA to do they can, can use a you know tomatoes DNA it doesn't matter
0: i um, ju- but- I just was stunned when i when I would, when I got out of the military the active duty military I was still let's say in touch with people that were I was in intelligence, so I had access to, you know, units that people don't, wouldn't even have never heard of, the secret, secret ones. And after I got out, I was talking to one of these guys, and he said, you know, the next uh, family of computers are going to use crystals in the as a memory, as the, the, the memory, the storage, as she said. Mm-hmm. Um... So for the last uh, let's see thirty forty years I've been waiting for to see this crystal, <laughs> this crystal computer. But what he probably didn't know was that probably back there in the seventies it would have been like seventy five. They probably already were on the on the trail of this science, and that they knew that they were going to be able to program crystals because all of this thing these things have come out. I mean it, it's the science is as old as the crazy ass plan to take over the world you know what I'm saying it's like ugh strange place we live in
1: absolutely and I just put in um, chat for those that are listening or watching chat and listening um, and I'm going to say it out loud so people can hear that aren't in chat Dr. oh geez can you read that Nancy I can't pronounce that last name do you see what I'm saying in the chat there Dr. Peter McCullough
0: McCullough McCullough
1: McCullough McCullough Dr. Peter McCullough uh just a a breadcrumb I threw out there that um now a suggestion if anybody wants to because I can't even refer you to a link because stuff keeps getting taken down and or distorted or removed or um flagged on Facebook that it's not legit info but just a suggestion uh Dr. Peter McCullough uh that individual. Anything, if you can find his name, look in maybe some of those off-sites. I don't know if Vimeo has it, but there's other places now. It seems like every week there's a new on-demand um, video platform where people are uploading videos. So maybe you can track him down. But he's putting some good information out is why I put his name out there. So, um, And don't limit yourself to YouTube because you're going to not find a whole heck of a lot. Um, but there's more information tied into what we were just talking about, too. And I gave you that video, Nancy, in uh, Facebook, I don't know, a few days ago or so.
0: Yes, I actually um, have that. I'm going to play that next Radio 5G. I'm going to play that clip from Facebook. um, Because tomorrow, like I say, we've got this wonderful Sophia going to be on. Um, So, yes, uh, he is very popular, apparently. Mark has mentioned him many times. And... He, he 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 is believable because he is a doctor, completely, you know, enmeshed in the medical church. I call it the medical church. And yet he, he suddenly started going like, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. So I love these people that present with not telling you what to think, but asking, making you ask questions, the same questions he's got. He's very effective, Uh Mm-hmm. Very effective, and
1: definitely. And I know you didn't mean it this way, but about the doctor credentials, because I'll tell you, I know doctors. A lot of them that I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust if there's something sitting right in front of them. And they told you about it. So the title, you know, and and you weren't implying this anyway, but just you know, people that are lawyers and doctors or government officials, as we all grew up typically here in the U.S. at least, were were taught or shown that you should listen to them because. They have all the education, all the knowledge, the know-how, this, that, and the other. And then later on in life, and I'll just be vague about this, of course, you know, many of us find out that in the doctor examples, they don't even take nutrition courses unless they opt to themselves. It's not a requirement. So, um, and again, that's a whole nother topic. And, you know, everybody listening here knows that probably, but just something to think of. So it can go either way on that one. So maybe just listen to information, even from Joe Schmo down the street and run it through your own. Um you know b s detector your own chakra as an understanding system uh, and that way you can glean out uh you know certain tidbits of information or not either way activate your own filtration system
0: um, well, well, the, yeah definitely it, yeah the, i wasn't so much talking to our people I was talking to the people that you know like my my sister who's the r n you know it's it's she has oh, good. To, it's, good point. You, you know it's yeah. gotta it's gotta be somebody that's got a doctor in front of it you know we know the difference but she doesn't if it's got doctor in front of it uh, he's got to know what he's talking about not true not true I I keep defaulting to Jennifer uh, Daniels Dr. Daniels who said when she went to Harvard Medical School the first thing that she can remember them teaching her or saying to her was that the professor was up there and he said you know 50% Fifty percent of everything you're going to learn here, we know is true. Fifty percent of it is not. We don't know the difference, which you know on on its Funny. face is kind of stupid. But uh, she, you know that. So right from the get-go, she had it. She 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 was told, look at, it, it's not all true. You, it's up to the doctor to figure out what's right and what's wrong. I'd move that
1: up to ninety percent <laughs> rather than fifty.
0: That's not true. Yeah, absolutely. Well,
1: uh-huh. or they just don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. In that in that um, tape tape that Sophia did um, was very interesting. When okay, she's saying that they're manufacturing these crystals that you know. Then they're they're serving out as being viruses, and that's because that's the lab made virus. She makes the differentiation between a natural virus. One that is um, being studied in a lab, an actual virus being studied in a lab that something mutates or so they make a change to it, and then this particular type of you know it's an artificially created but it's still a virus, and you might kind of like go well, why would they why would why could they say that and that's because she brings in two things that are very critical. See, for all we're going through, we sure are learning stuff about medicine and science. So, when when a cell is under attack, what what's happening to it? It's under attack. It's dying. Okay? What do you have when something dies? Well, you might have a pile of bones. Well, this crystalline Well, she calls it a uh, Filtrated crystal When you got that crystal i It's my interpretation That that's the remnant Remnant, remnant? Sounds funny to me I guess I've never said it before um, Of the cell itself So it's like a The death of a cell Ends up with these crystals That are in your blood so they look at your blood and they go, oh my God, look at all this stuff in there. These viruses, they call them viruses. Okay, we call them filtrated crystals, but not in this case, natural crystal. Okay, that's the, the. But they say, oh my God, there's all these viruses. It must have caused it. No, it was caused. The viruses are being caused because of the death of the of the cells. Now she gets into this because, I I went both ways too. I understand, you know, the the concept of what they're telling us that these viruses are out there and doing and there seems to be a lot of information about it but it didn't feel right to me and then you hear the people that are telling you what i just told you and that seemed like yeah yeah that's right you know so viruses have never been alive per se they've never been dead because it's a crystalline form of the death of a cell so forget about this virus crap okay just get out of get it out of your head The second thing she got into that I had not gotten into was the fact that you got... When when your body is... And this is very much the concept of environment causing changes in the body. So the environment's got some pollutant in it, glyphosate, let's say. And the person is being attacked by this glyphosate. It's in the system. And the body's immune system, and this brings you back to God because, my gosh, the the immune system is so incredibly amazing. So the body says, oh, my heavenly day, we have this stuff in here. And so we know about the immune system kicking in, but what I never appreciated was actually the bacteria system. And so anybody who's, who's looked at ecological problems such as an oil spill know that you can... Put bacteria into an oil slick and it will disappear if you've got enough of it in there you know because it eats it it eats toxins and she said one of the most amazing things about these these bacteria that are in you is that they will morph their body shape depending on what they're eating so they test your blood, and then they test your blood again, and oh my gosh, you go, look at all this bacteria. We've never seen it before. It must be killing them. No. The person has been hit with some environmental thing that has changed their body into a toxic state that the bacteria is now attacking and eating and changing itself physically. So you think you're seeing a new version of you know a bacteria, but you're not. You're just seeing a different form because of what it's eating. But again, the doctors make this fundamental error. Oh, there's all this bacteria. This bacteria must be causing the problem. And no, (laughs) it's not the problem. It's an outcome of it being, the, the stuff being there, food, the bacteria eating the food and producing it, rates to, A, clean up more of this stuff, but B, it can get out of hand and then you got a buildup of, t- of bacteria in d- in your system, which is when people get septic. And she said that 50% of all hospital death- deaths are due to uh, septic shock. Now, that seems like kind of outlandish to me, but it could be. Actually, everything else she said seemed to be dead on. So, um, yeah, it- it's this, it's this we're going through this terrible stuff but we're getting to understand the way that our bodies can fight it all and the way that medicine has misinterpreted what they've seen. So there you go with the fifty percent, you know? No, you got it backwards. Reverse it, and now you can be a true healer. Because you can you can control the growth of bacteria with antibiotics mostly Um, so I mean because there are certain things out there that are pretty amazing and antibiotics are one of them but it's an antibiotic that is you have to be careful with them because you only want it you want to be able to get rid of the excess bacteria from this one situation so it's not this general take an antibiotic no that's why some antibiotics work and some don't depending on the match so if they could figure that out with a lot more. But again, I don't believe that any of this stuff is going to survive much longer because I believe we're going to go into understanding the healing powers of energy. Same thing, you know. Just go back to the basics. <laughs> and now we've got different tools that we can use to enhance that, including Shungite and the Shungite devices, the Organ devices. All of this is... is Using energy, uh, which is the basis of all life, start start at the base. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I agree, and we've talked about it before that, you know, ninety percent of this universe is energy, ten percent physical. You know, you might want to work with the ninety percent. You're going to get a whole hell of a lot more done, and that's energy. So even if you're sick, and let's say you have a virus of whatever virus, and how many are there out there? Well, then. Work on your thoughts and feelings, the 90%, stay out of fear, angst, become aware, realize you can have an effect, and you already know that, especially everybody listening, you can program crystalline structures, well, guess what you're made of? Water, mostly, program it, same with your environment, same thing, Um, work in the 90%, not the 10, and we don't need often in the medical field, the all chemical, all chemical doctors, and they even put it in their name in there. Um, we're not chemical beings, we're energy beings, so use energy to help yourself, to fix, to become whole, aware, so, um, yeah, I agree with everything you're saying.
0: I mean, it seems so obvious, (laughs) you know?
1: Well, I'll give you an even add-on thing that, and I'm I'm a trained, you know, so I'm a trained Reiki master, this, that, and the other, I just like the term energy worker, and I'm saying it that way because even when I through my, went through my training and I've multiple times and places, different types of um, expanded understandings, I'll say, but often they're taught to, let's just say, because they realize that, um, and I'm not dissing any form of energy work on any level here because it's all good and legit. But sometimes we're taught in these circles of understanding, I'll just say, that you're your physical body. So if you have a broken bone, you're you should imagine it healing and the blood going there and mending and all of that and, I'd suggest that's a horrible idea because you're not your body, you're an energy being having a physical experience. So imagine, cuz yeah, your imagination's real, use it. Imagine your bone already healed or whatever ailment you're working on, not the act of becoming because you're not programming your physical body, you're programming your energy body, your aura, your soul, call it whatever you want, and your physical body matches off of that. Cuz every, and I'll go quick on this one too cuz we're coming up to the break. But every seven-ish years, your skin is regenerated, your organs at a different state, your, your, your brain, your eyes, everything regenerates because, of course, cells split and replace each other's. Well, then why would you have something like a scar or, let's say, a hardened kidney, unless you kept injuring yourself, that is, after that time frame? Because the injury in the, the example of a scar... It's not in your, your hand, like I like to show people, if there's a scar in your hand, it's in your aura. So imagine and get emotional about it, heal that aura scar, and then as your cells regenerate, they won't match that blueprint in your aura. Often we're taught we're the opposite. You fix your physical body, your aura matches up, That's you're not your body. That's like saying you got a scratch in your car, and that's in your aura now. What the heck? That doesn't even make sense. No, so again, use that 90% of your imagination and feelings imagine and feel, know that you are healed, and guess what? You'll be what they call a miracle worker out there. And there are no miracles. There's just bigger energies to move. We can all do these things that we like to limit. Um so yeah, get in that again the ninety percent you'll get a whole heck of a lot more done.
0: It reminds me of Vanelia Benz and she said, Okay, so I want a new table, kitchen table. She said, so I put it out there. I want a new kitchen table. She said, but you always need a story in 3D. So instead of the kitchen table just re-manifesting itself in the image that I have in my mind, I put the table out on the street and go buy a new one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah,
1: exactly. Make it happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's... um. It's a strange place we live in. So um, I wanna thank Barbara Menezes for that hour or for the first part of the hour uh, for that message she gave because I agree with it. You know, it, it, it's, it, we, have, we have to be able to feel very comfortable in our own home. If we're not comfortable in our own home, how can we possibly be comfortable any place else? So it goes back to that, you know, if the plane is in trouble, you put the mask on, the oxygen mask on first before you try to help anybody else. And maybe in this environment that we're in right now, we just have to, to, to you know, take our hand off the throttle if you're driving a motorcycle or your foot off the throttle if you're driving a car you know just slow down slow down you move too fast you know just let yourself begin to reconnect with ourselves and i think that's her message and it certainly would be mine too what about you
1: no i agree yeah connect with yourself explore inside not outside everything you need is already in you the only masters and gurus in this reality are inside of you. They're yourself. So, absolutely.
0: Well said. Okay, we're going to um, play the Craig Stewart, guys We the People. It's three minutes and 20 seconds. God only knows what we'll talk about when we come back. <laughs> we'll be right back. So welcome back to the Shungite Reality Show. This is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condit. And I'm sorry I left my mic open. You might have heard me say a four-lettered thingy. Was that
1: word love you said, I'm guessing?
0: Yeah, well, you know, (laughs) how many thousands of hours have I tried? JP told me when I started out, the most difficult thing about radio is the mute button. And I normally mute it, you know, I didn't, but I was putting on a a, a shirt and I, re, you know, put it over my head and took my hand down and smacked the fish tank, <laughs> which hurt me. But it, that's what made the sound. And then I said a four-letter word, oh. shit, you know, <laughs> st- store high in transit, <laughs> you know that story about it, S-H-I-T, it's actually the acronym for store high store high in transit because the old ships, you know the big ships the the, the with the uh, what do you call it mast and all that, if there was water got into the ship and it got into the uh, manure that they were bringing from Africa to the British Isles because it was such rich fertilizer, um, it could explode in a methane explosion if it got wet. So that's where the word comes from. Which just tickles me. <laughs> yeah, that's funny.
1: Yeah, others thought it was the dog as well. I just read it in the chat. Say again. I um, say some. It sounded like maybe you were having an interaction with the dog, but not the fish.
0: No, but the dog was right next to me, and he jumped when he heard the sound. That's that's why I said, "Oh, I'm sorry." That's you know? funny. No, he was. He just jumped. Yeah, so. Okay, so we went through the first hour. I was hoping that we were going to spend more time talking about those things because I really don't know what we're going to do now. I will mention something to people. You know, this, this this censoring thing, Derek, you said something about, you know, there's other alternatives. Well, I have not done anything with YouTube for since January. And do you know they're taking down one, one after the other? The the videos. This does not conform to our community standards. (laughs) Mostly Chan Shaw's. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's like, I just was stunned by that. You know, you keep doing it. No, I haven't posted anything. And you're still doing it. So. Um,
1: Yeah, no, that's. uh, And also, so. Let's welcome Jalissa, because she's going to join us for the second half of this show, Nancy. She showed up early today, always working hard. Um, And then, of course, she'll be here for the next podcast as well, Metaphysical Perspectives. So we have three of us uh, to keep the next hour going, if need
0: be. Awesome. Um, Hi, Jalissa. I thought I heard your voice.
4: Hi, everyone. Oh, yeah. Just trying to sneak in through the back. <laughs> I got caught
1: and so I, I had to ya- ya- yeah Yankster in I said yes you who's on radio now <laughs> yep. yeah. um, and actually Nancy if you don't mind I'd like to make an announcement um uh for the next podcast as well that we have the metaphysical perspectives one that we'll all three be on as well um I just want to announce the our very special guest who's a good friend of mine Mary Beckman um and she's she's a whole lot she's an intuitive a healer just let's just say very connected um you know, I always try to avoid putting titles on people, but an, an aware individual, um, and just a whole lot of fun and a lot of experience in this realm. So, yeah, she'll be she'll be joining us.
4: Yeah, that'll be exciting to have her.
1: Yeah, and we'll we'll get some images up, and uh, we'll talk about her new book coming up too. Uh, Nancy, did you have um other because now for everybody listening, I'll have to dime myself out here. Usually, especially on the Shungite Reality podcast, um, it's on Nancy's plate, and she puts it together, figures out what we're talking about, and lines it. Does all the hard work, um, so I want to acknowledge that first of all, and, and, and we appreciate you, Nancy, for doing all that for I don't even know how many years now. So she's really the uh, the you know the, the hands on and the work behind all these podcasts, and uh, not just information and topics. Everyone, by the way, it's all the all of the techie stuff from graphics to Video if there's videos involved and there often is, or audio, editing, um, just all of this stuff. So no, I just wanna I appreciate you, Nancy. Um and then tying it back to what I was actually getting at, uh, where do we want to go this hour?
0: <laughs> so that was that was the promo to say, Nancy, what are you gonna do next? That was <laughs> a one. Wait, wait, why is everybody laughing at me and not We're with laughing me? with you. Okay. We're like, Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah. No, we're you know, if you can't laugh about life, what the hell is the point? Okay, so, um, Julissa, did we ever get the Skype contact for Mary?
4: Uh, no, I don't believe so. I, I was hoping that I could get Derek in because I know that he's chatted with her before. Um, and I do not have her phone number, but we will get that going. I am actually working on a graphic in the background as well. Um, I hope you can hear me trying to get this all set
0: up Um, i've actually got a graphic oh
4: you do okay
1: yeah and i am texting mary in the background here sorry everybody listening as we're doing all this work behind the scenes while we're on the air um but it it was going to be well worth it getting mary on here to chat
4: yeah i'm just so thankful that she was able to jump on so quickly and it's like oh sorry that we're uh i will get better organized (laughs) in the coming days i promise
1: yeah, and that was my bad anyway. Um, we've been trying to, we've been talking about Mary for a long time because she's actually God, I should really leave a whole lot of this for the next podcast. Yeah, stop. <laughs> I know, yeah. Like, let's find another thing to talk about. So I've got messages out to Mary and we'll be chatting with her soon. Um I'm trying to think, Nancy, if I had any other comments, um, go ahead.
4: I missed the first hour, but did you kind of talk about Mystical Wares and some of the changes that people oh. like uh we were talking a lot about well expanding mystical wares which is still happening but we did have to slow down a bit and uh i guess turn off a little bit with the consignment portion and so we wanted to let the listeners viewers know uh sorry about some of the changes we are still uh, trying to bring in as much as of the community as possible oh that's a nice graphic Thank you, Nancy. Um, but we're still trying to bring in um, people with consignment options and seeing where we can fit them in since we are now just keeping this location and not we're just putting the expansion on hold for a little bit.
1: No, yeah, exactly. and I can expand on that a little bit too. yeah. so and what she's saying is do we were and for those maybe there's new listeners now that weren't here the last couple of weeks, but we were looking at a second location as a as a, uh, you know, a community location. So Mystical stores, Store is what I'm talking about here in Mount Vernon, Washington. We've been talking about it for quite a while. And nothing has stopped. It's just we're we're alternating energies, taking another path now due to, I'll just generalize it as some 3D drama. Um, you can just think, you know, if, if you're looking to expand into another building, um, you know, that's such as us into love and energy and whatnot. You don't want to be under some 3D individual's thumb controlling you or choosing anything about your business. So I think everybody gets what I'm putting out with that one. So as Jalissa mentioned, we're going to refocus inward here and expand within. Hey, kind of like we all are doing, right? Looking inside of ourselves and expanding from within and not needing from outside, you know, perceive the outside, but also remember what's inside of you. So that's what we're doing here. At Mystical Wares, kind of the same um, analogy, we're, we're reorganizing. Yeah, that means physically some shelves and seats and different things are being moved, but we're expanding to offer more uh, free class space available. And then, as Jalissa also mentioned, the consignment options. So, yeah, we've had to taper that back a little bit for those locals um, that were looking to bring their their various products in here, you know, still approach us, but we are having to just modify that slightly. And then the other exciting thing is we're, Starting this weekend, October 2nd and 3rd, so every other weekend year-round, we're going to be hosting in the Mystical Wears store slash classroom a metaphysical psychic fair. Uh, and again, that's year-round where we're going to bring in vendors, um, what's sometimes called readers, um, for those that just aren't aware of the fairs, um, and just making that available to the community and just, uh, again, offering to different people so they have an opportunity to expand their um, their offerings, we'll say. So that's some exciting news that we're doing.
4: Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So you said every other weekend and we are still signing up vendors for Halloween weekend. So that'll be fun.
1: Yeah, Nancy, I don't know if we if you what all because, as you know, me go about 100 miles an hour and seven days a week. So it's hard to know what I've actually updated you on. But that's that's the most recent happenings, we'll say. Uh, and then we have other special guest speakers and things. Um uh, I'd um, say there's a chiropractor coming in here soon, another chiropractor, Dr. K, I'll just refer to him as now. He'll be on the show in the, the future as well. Um, so all talking energy um, from you know, often also, I should say, the medical perspective. So in this case, a chiropractor. And and we've done similar things before, so it should be a lot of fun. And we'll make more announcements on that and, and share some links um, in the future.
0: Well, let me ask you, are you seeing more um... – doctors with credentials that say md on them uh the chiropractors seem more the type of person that will you know be more open to energy work but are you seeing mds the people that went through the mind control (laughs) oh
1: yeah and often sometimes it starts with um Either their spouse, so doesn't, you know, the husband or wife comes in first, maybe he's into the energy stuff, all the woohoo things. And then they have an experience, or, and, and I don't have, well, I'm not saying any names. So lots of stuff happens, we'll say, to where they'll go back and talk to their significant other. And I don't know, I can probably come up with a half dozen examples right now where that's happened. And then the 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 spouse, uh, the doctor, or the person with the doctorate would come in and it's said, well, I'll give you, I'll be vague, but one of the more recent ones was a, a local surgeon. So he's an active surgeon right now in the hospital, you know, performing surgery. Um, and his wife came in, had a few ailments. And again, I'm just being really vague and going quick just to get the gist across. Um, but she experienced some, what they would term, you know, impossible healings of ailments. They like to call them diseases. Um not a big fan of that word. Disease, of course, is all it is. So. Symptoms she was able to relieve herself of symptoms via energy work and which was thought of as impossible by, by her again surgeon husband and then long story short a couple weeks later they're both in front of me and I have no idea what's even going on um I'll just say I do a lot of sessions and it's hard to even you know hang on for the ride on one day let alone weeks later so i I barely remember that I even had a session with these people but he comes in and says you know what did you do and I say I didn't do anything. It was your wife and she did the energy work. I just talked her through it kind of thing. So yes, Nancy, they're seen from the, again, all chemical perspective, Alchemical, they'll say, but it's all chemical, um, that everything's not all chemical. It's energy and you don't need chemicals. Uh, yes. Sometimes they can help um, to get you past a certain stage of this that, and the other. So I'm not dissing our, our medical establishment, um, you know, trauma care, oh my gosh There's nothing greater than that in the West But energy first So yes, they're all seeing that And it's not just um, chiropractors Who are a little bit more aligned with the energy often Or the acupuncturist or naturopath doctors It's straight up guys with scalpels And, and I don't know what I'm talking about Whatever else they're using in the surgery Because um, thank goodness I avoid that um, You know, getting involved And realizing there's more to it So yeah, it's been interesting <laughs>
0: Yeah, the the um, the concept of I, I can't remember if he was who he exactly was, but he was somebody that was a very well known kind of physician. You know, I mean, he had a he had a name, and he was uh, talking about you know the questions that everybody has about the virus and stuff, and he got really excited, and he said, you know, he said I'm starting to understand that. You know energy is what what what's this the key to it. It all starts with energy, and he was so excited it was like, "Oh my God, I've been working in this other world, you know, and now I realize that no, this is the world and i'm I'm seeing you know like lawyers who are saying you know there's ener- there the spirit you know spirit and healing and I mean everybody seems not everybody, but I'm seeing in just normal people. And people that have been in medicine or law or something that is very dictatorial in that you do it the way it is, not what you think it should be. And um, I'm seeing a lot more people coming over to the energy thing. I think it's so obvious at this point that because it's it's in the subconscious of the humanity, you know. So, Jalissa, what do you think? <laughs> is she still here? <laughs> We are, and I was just struggling with bad timing, Nancy, because I was just struggling
1: with an audio issue, so uh, mention your comment again, please, because I muted you on accident halfway through that.
0: Oh, okay. What I was saying was that I see not only doctors, but lawyers and others who have been pre-programmed to think a certain way, who are now beginning to look at energy and see that, you know, that this is, it's all energy, and there was this one guy that had a lot of you know, certification, and he was so excited. He'd been like living in a different reality, you know. And all of a sudden, it's like no, it's none of that. No, it's it's energy. And so I do believe that there is a, uh, a an awakening awakening to the energy universe is coming because we do these shows all, all in cosmic reality. All of the shows are designed to push the envelope of thought. And it affects the subconscious of everybody because we're all linked in a quantum entanglement in the, you know, super consciousness of, it, of our species, let's say. So it's feeding down. People are just, you know, oh, oh, you know, because we've already thought about it. you got a file there. Just access the file. You'll start to understand it. And I see a lot of changes that way. That's why I was wondering if you had seen the same things. And then I oh, asked yeah. asked Julissa, you know.
4: Yeah, um, especially what you're saying with chiropractors, because they're kind of not treated or respected as a doctor because they've done different schooling when it's actually no. And just the term being alternative medicine is kind of a slap in the face as far as I know or, you know, understand. It's like they're um, downgraded they're just um, because it's different. Um yeah, because, like, even with acupuncture, like, there's no science with why or how it works, but it's because of energies. Because because there's channels. The energy that flows throughout our body, it's like there's blockages somewhere. So there's these channels where they bound, and um, it's no coincidence that they will even put a needle uh, around your third eye to try to open up that block. So it's like there's so much... Um, that they just don't even respect at least the MD community versus a lot of the alternative community. So a lot of things are backwards.
0: <laughs> Jasmine put yep. in the chat, um, I'm getting all sorts of people now open to metaphysical and energy healing that never would have been, have seen it. be I would have been before that never would have been before. I gave two people who got the jab three Shungite nuggets, and they seem to be completely obsessed with the rocks and the energy medicine now. So there you go, another one. Um, Yeah, it, there, there's massive change going on, and uh, we just have to kind of like... Like I say, I think that uh, Barbara's dead on that we have to you didn't hear the thing on, uh, from Barbara this morning, did you? No, Just, I
4: missed that
0: yeah she was I'll have to t- back yeah. Listen to the she 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 was talking about you know ba- basically what the theme seems to be you know is get back to the basics, you know, protect yourself, reach for the knowledge that you have inside yourself. And if each one of us can get solid, can get together again, you know, all of this will quickly disappear. The more of us that get together in our own being instead of being kind of shattered beings because we got, we're looking at this and that and and all this crazy 3D stuff that comes at us, you know, and it's very difficult to, it's easy to say that. It's very difficult to do it when you're in the midst of the, of the trauma, but. I think the key is to recognize that you, you have to center yourself and to just, you know, when things start to get a little overwhelming or what, just stop. Just stop. Feel yourself. Feel, feel, feel your own beingness. Just take a couple of minutes and breathe. Breathe deeply and ground and then go back into it. <laughs> but we have to continually remind ourselves of that. And that's why I'm here. I'm reminding you. You know, take care of yourselves. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there there's a uh, change going on, and yeah. and unfortunately, well, and I don't think it's unfortunate. I think it's kind. Of, I I don't know that that place that you've built there, Mystical Wares, is so. I mean, it's just really a very very special place, and when you all started talking about leaving it, I did feel bad about that. I'm like, oh, man, it's just so magical. But then you were going to keep it and you were going to expand it for other people, you know, uh, and, and get something that was, you know, more, to, more conducive to whatever you're doing next. Um, but this pause that you're into, it is a pause. And we just should just say, okay, all right. I mean, there's that old adage, do with what you got and you'll never be without. So maybe it just took a little shake up to look at things a little differently. And I'm sure everything is going to be just really sweet. Oh, I'm not
1: worried in the Vegas of any aspect of it whatsoever. It's just a pivot on the energies. Um, As long as you and this is Mr. Quares and individually as all of us just continually expanding, always expand, realize more, try more, sample more.
4: Yeah, and it's amazing what we've done with the space, but we've definitely outgrown it uh, very quickly, (laughs) which is great. It's great for our community, and it's great to be able to help each other, um, like you keep saying, expanding. Um, So one of these days, you'll have to come visit us, Nancy.
1: Yeah, and she's actually, when she's talking about the building to the 8,000 square feet, That's what we're at right now. Physically. um, Oh yeah. We pushed past that. So now we're just, again, so week by week. Now we're in the the classroom area, a couple thousand square foot area section and we're just moving the tables, chairs. If it's a class, a guest speaker or a psychic fair or whatever the deal is, we'll modify and continue doing it. So now we're not going anywhere whatsoever. Just keep expanding.
0: I'm proud of you. (laughs) I mean I don't I don't have anything to do with any of the store you know that's I'm not involved in that What it, what it is is that Mystical Wares does sponsor the radio I don't it doesn't come out of my pocket it comes out of theirs because they are a place that's dedicated to informing you know giving a venue for people to present different concepts of perception Metaphysical perspective and reality itself, so um yeah it's 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 it was a good match when you came out of the woodwork, Derek, mm-hmm. <laughs> who's this guy, Derek <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, what's funny is uh add on to that is I spent literally the uh, you may or may not remember if i I don't know if I told you this, Nancy, but two years before, so previous to um we'll just say coming out metaphysically and getting into the sai and all that. To removing myself from the internet completely. Yeah. And then all of a sudden thrust back in there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been trying to hide out. Yeah. So now it's been it's but it was also all good. And I'm there's no pullback anymore. Like I said, just continually expand, but now I'm getting to expand into, you know, what I just call loving energies, which is community and, and supporting and it's it is by no means a Derek thing. This mystical wares and everything happening. So at all, it's all of us involved—from you, Nancy, to Mark, to Jalissa, Maureen, others. Uh, Nat, so which is Natasha um, that works here as well at Mystical Wares. Um, she's one of the ones behind the scenes. Got to acknowledge her because she's awesome. Um, so no, it's a it's a, a larger family community, and I mean you know greater family effort. Um, that's why it's. It's gonna succeed and continue to expand because everybody's involved and invested, and in, you know, and coming at it with the right energies.
0: Jalisa, you you interact with the people that come into the store, um, I would think. Oh yes. What do they think about Derek? <laughs> uh
4: Well, a lot. Um, well, I guess some people come to seek him like they're specifically are led here because they've heard about him somewhere. So they come to find him or they've heard, oh, some psychic. So I guess it depends on which category uh, they fall into. Um, But the ones that don't know him or have any idea who he is or just kind of stumble upon our store, they're usually um, the ones who are not as aware but are sensitive to energies. They're kind of like, oh what is this that I feel and for some reason they kind of just keep ending up in his vicinity (laughs) like try like trying to like get in front of him but they're not even aware that they're doing that it's because they're just drawn to the energy so of course they're automatically drawn into the store but then once they don't even know who Derek is and they're just like drawn to him and they don't really know why and sometimes they'll just stare at him like deer caught in the headlights and then he'll you know explain if you know you know, he catches that, he'll sit down and, or not sit down, but try to give him a brief what's going on. Why, it, why is it that you're feeling this way or what's coming at you right now? So that's cool to be able to watch those interactions. And um, it's also, I guess, not more proof of all the unseen because I am, you know, I can, I sometimes see stuff. A lot of people do see things but I'm clairvoyancy is not my strength. Uh, so just being able to feel or um, perceive the things that are happening around you, even though that Derek is can obviously see what you know who he's communicating with or who's around that person. So, um, yeah, those it's very interesting. Um, but yeah, with the expansion, it was actually kind of trying to not avoid what's the right word. Um, Give Derek a little bit more privacy because <laughs> he gets kind of cornered and um, bombarded with people, and uh, we kind of have to
0: uh, diversion.
4: Yeah, <laughs> don't have the words for that.
0: So he needed a back door to the building.
4: Yeah, we don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that
1: was one of the things we were trying to accomplish. Or right? I need a. Uh, a Batman escape hatch or something too. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately it is tough. But, you know, I, I love interacting with everybody. So don't get us wrong either. And I'm we're not implying anything negative. It's just, you know, everybody needs a little bit of time. It's hard to go from A to B in the building. If I get seen sort of thing. Um, and I mean, I don't want to change anything, nothing like that. Cause I want to share energy and, you know, help out where I can, but that's just one of the, you know, cause you had asked what it's kind of like experiencing around here.
4: Yeah. But there's, like I said, some people come to talk specifically to Derek, um, and then other people have no idea why they're here. And they're just like, oh, and it's like, well, you're meant to stumble upon us and you're meant to have that interaction with Derek and uh, get confirmation from your guide or uh, whoever um, pops in at that time and just to feel the love energy. And it, everybody always says it feels like their safe place. And I'm like, yep, that's how it feels to me too. So A loving environment.
0: Now, let me ask you about people that walk in the store that have never been... Because, I mean, I, I've been in the min- mineral business buying and selling in different stores and shows, and I know, I know what it takes to build what you built, which is, to, in my opinion, the, the, I've never been set foot in it, but I've been into a lot of others, and what I can see on the videos and stuff. You've got the largest metaphysical shop, physical physical. Uh, shop that I've ever seen and I mean if you're energy sensitive and you walk into a, a mineral shop you can get like <laughs> you know like just crazed there, there was this um, interesting place down here in Miami right next to the airport that it was a shipping company and they would ship these big containers you know like trucks container things Uh, back and forth from Brazil. So when they were coming back from Brazil and they didn't have a full container, they would go and get 50-gallon drums of different types of minerals, mostly quartz. And they would take these 50-gallon drums and they put them in this one building. And yeah, they had shells with stuff on it and things, but they had this one area that was just uh, there was, I would, I bet there was at least 50, 60 barrels of <laughs> all this, 50 gallon barrels, you know? So when I first went there, it was like, and I was buying, I mean, I, I was a buyer at that time, I was buying a selling, and I go in there, and I must have lost at least two hours i did you know I was there for four hours, I thought maybe two hours no i'd lost it was i was there four hours and so I bring my partner over there and I said to him i said you, you, you're gonna, you gotta understand you're gonna lose a lot of time and he was looked at me like, yeah, I can handle it I'm, i I know what I'm doing you know, and all we were there for probably four hours, and every 10 15 minutes he had to he had to walk out of the building because he was just couldn't handle it. So that was, you know, my kind of like point on the scale of energies. You know, I've never been that surrounded with that much energy. But then you guys open up your store and what you offer people is not just the a massive amount of shungite that you've got in the back part of the store, but you also have all of these amazing varieties of stones how many different stones do you actually have there
1: or, um, we're okay. just over yeah if you talk to the polished rock version that you can walk up and grab a little version of a little over 200 now i believe
0: wow wow
4: yeah when people come in um some people do i guess feel a little overwhelmed um, they're not sure they don't understand why they're feeling overwhelmed so some people it might scare them a little just because they're not they don't know what they're feeling. Um, but most people, well, I should say some people also can only do like the store, a little section at a time, especially when they're first come in, it's so new and it's, you know, there's so much to see so much to take in. So it's like, okay, they'll come back and try the back of the store next time. Uh, but it's always good. It's just that they're, um, they're very energy sensitive. So it's a lot that they're taking in. That's um,
1: funny that I hadn't, yeah, we had never mentioned that before, What Alyssa's mentioned Nancy about, because people do come in they'll enter like say the front third of the store, then the back third. And then they can't even go through the back. I don't know. I'll say the doorway where the bigger part of the store is. I don't know how many people have said that I had to wait and come back and experience mm-hmm. that later. Oh yeah. It's, it's interesting.
4: But yeah, and it's not anything bad. They're just, it's something that they're not used to feeling. So it's just, you know, having to get used to that. But then once they, I guess, break the threshold and they come in and they're like, oh, this is nice. And then they want to stay. And you sh- most people can stay at least a couple hours shopping or hanging out. So
1: Yeah, this is a couple of hours store at, or a whole day store. And I'm not exaggerating. It's not a, oh, walk in 15 minutes. You're not going to get past the front entrance in 15 minutes. And yeah. then what people yeah. and what people are doing is they're energetically detoxed. And of course, we all know that's what's going on here. So that's why they can it's like getting your feet in the hot tub first, hot tub in a good um analogy here, meaning comfort warm. But you know, there's always that change of energies or feeling. And if you're you know new to these type of energies, it's you know, take some adjustment time or um getting acclimated to a, a loving environment. Oh yeah, but they always come back and it's again many hours and our our whole clientele is referral. That's what comes, because we're not located to where, I don't know if you know, probably you can't know this, Nancy, but we're not such physically located that we have, you know, a big interstate driving right by us, or it's a commute area. No, you seek us out, or you're brought here, or something like, or you randomly, air quotes here, stumble up on us for a certain reason. So, we're that type of place, and it's a community space.
4: Oh, and I wanted to mention, you know, how you asked how people are when they first meet Derek. Um, so it's not just with Derek, I want to put out there, like some people are more drawn to Maureen and a little more calm and, um, just more slowed down. I should say not mm-hmm. as fast paced as Derek. Some people are more drawn to Olivia's energy. Some people are more drawn to Natasha's energy or my energy. So, um, we get a comp, we get, um uh, array of, different people that come in here of all walks of life. And so it's really great seeing all those interactions and um, some people are more timid around Derek and some people are a little more timid around me and I guess uh, big energy. So it just depends on the person and uh, what they've gone through in life and why they're timid or why they're more comfortable with one person versus the other. And so it's just a great place to be, but I, I also wanted to put out there too that we wanna remind people how this is still a small family-owned business. So the customer service is us, uh, like with answering phone calls is us, um, emails us, uh, online orders us. (laughs) And there is um, really only three of us that do the online and emails and um, phone calls. And we're open seven days a week, And big online store, big physical store. So uh, please be patient with us as we're all juggling a lot of different jobs. Um, but, you know, hopefully we'll get more help, the right kind of help for us.
0: And exactly where is that address so that people in that – and uh, tell them about the area because, like I say, th- this is a unique place. And if you ever – I'm talking to the audience. If you ever are out there and looking for a new place to visit to take a vacation, your area, even even though it's in Washington State, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, does have some mystical and magical. Uh, I, I told. I think I told, mentioned it on another show. But I was watching a, a documentary on fungi, and mm-hmm. or fungi, and <laughs> the. Um, all of a sudden they identified the area as being Darrington, Washington. And so it was the first time I'd ever seen, you know, somebody just walking around filming with the mountains and the trees and the life that's in that area. So can you just kind of like, you know, give a promo for the area if, or maybe, maybe you wouldn't go there for a vacation, (laughs) but would you go there for a vacation?
4: yes absolutely it's such a beautiful place here so mount vernon washington we're in skagit valley and um so it's a rural area but it's it's grown up quite a bit so it's more of a a small city Uh, but mount vernon we actually are known for the tulip festival so every spring we have a lot of tourists that come to town to skagit valley to see the tulips that are grown here um But yeah, it's great vacation. We have so much uh, close to us at our fingertips, practically, to go visit. So if you don't want to stay in Mount Vernival, we have the ocean, we have the the sound, um, and then we also have the desert, not too far away either. So we got a a lot that we can do here, Um, but it's known for, I guess, like hiking, kayaking, um, a lot of outdoor activities, but it's fun to do.
0: And you have the Sasquatch. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, have you had experiences with Sasquatch? Um, not
4: visually. Or, um, but when Derek, I guess, has communicated or have had them around, I can definitely sense or feel a change of energy. Um, but I guess I'm not as in tune to be able to decipher who or what is coming.
1: Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. It's yeah, it's I don't know, like being in an environment with a bunch of fans on and not knowing what energy or air in the fan analogy you're you're perceiving. And it's she's similar to, to others. We all we're all that way by the way and we're all intuitive just whether you hone it or it's your focus at the time. But even clients in here an example again quickly was I was perceiving something, to mention it to him, and then all of a sudden, um, one of the ladies that were in front of me felt the big energy whoosh in the room, and her eyes, you know, bugged out of her head, got all excited, and goes, "What was that?" I'm like, "Oh, so you actually picked up on that?" And then it went from there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all relative to your environment, meaning internal environment as well on whether you perceive things from the metaphysical, and I'm talking about. Your feelings, of course, if you're all active or getting a little what we'd maybe term is you know hyper in your head or anxious or something, well that can limit your perception just as easily as your biome or your gut or your glandular system can limit your perception levels of the metaphysical, because our guts and biome glands are a huge portion. Think about as the antenna of your radio, so your body's the radio, your chakras are the dials. Well, your gut and glandular system is the antenna. Kind of needs to be able to be focused or connection, so um, yeah, it just it varies, but yeah, it's just, again, there's I describe it many different ways so we can all get a, an understanding and, and realize that yes, our physical body matters, but so do our thoughts and feelings and the environment around us to whether or not you perceive be it the Sasquatch people or just your own spirit guide,
4: yeah. I guess, uh, just asking, uh for a sign or confirmation. So I guess I would know that it was Sasquatch because Derek was over here talking to Sasquatch and then you feel a presence um, come in. But I've also had, you know, experiences with like a fairy. Fairies come in and like just the difference of the feeling or the sensation or where it is on your body, I guess, is confirmation. So it's different for everyone
0: and different for... You know, can can um, you see the fairies or you just sense them?
4: Um, I've only had, like, one experience I can think of that was, it, it was the fairies because it just, it came in, uh, it was during a session working on someone uh, that they had. Uh, had a connection with the fairies or the actually it came in as the fae. And then as this is coming through, I feel the slightest little trace on my finger. So it felt like they're like reaching out on my finger. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, yes, that was confirmation for me. And I had no idea that this person had a, um, was connected to fairies. So
0: I had a, I was in the kitchen and I, the, the the kitchen sink and the door back door are you know across from each other so i'm at the sink and i turned to walk out of the kitchen and as i did i glanced at the door that was had a it was a nice night the door was open and i see this big moth i think my 3d mind said oh moth you know flying in and then i went wait a minute <laughs> and so what I did was I turned around, but I didn't see anything. So I did a remote, and I stepped back and and looked at what just I had just seen. What did I really see? Not what my three D brain thought, but what did I really see? And it was this fairy. And I'm going like, wow, that was, that was really pretty amazing. So I said to a friend of mine, I said, um, you know, I think I saw. I tell her the story, and she goes oh yeah, that fairy's always coming around here. And I said, (laughs) really? And she said, yeah. She said, but, she said, people don't realize that that fairies are all over the place, but some people can see them. And she said, for whatever reason, I can see them. She said, but just this last weekend, I was at this uh, party and they had a pool and we were all standing around the pool at night. And I'm talking to some people, and they're talking to me, and we're just standing there. And she said, all of a sudden, this very, very slowly, flew right between all of us. And she said, I saw it, but I didn't want to <laughs> go. Ah, what do you, you know? She just, she just watched it. And then somebody else said, Did anybody else see that? So apparently, all the people in the crowd there, you know that she said there was about four or five. She said, I think she said, yeah, I think she said there was herself and and like four others, and she, they all seem to have seen. Well, I don't know if all of them, but at least another person saw this this fairy fly by because, you know, Stephanie said yes, I saw it. <laughs> so, oh, no, go ahead. Fairies, no, just so you know. I mm-hmm. mean, fairies apparently are just as real as anything else. It's just a matter of being able to tune into them.
4: Yeah. And it's being open to um, the way you are built personally, like with how you're to perceive them. So on a few podcasts back, Nancy, you were talking about dragons and it's like dragons were like popping up everywhere, but not like, I guess through the third eye, it was like, Oh, I'd see it in a shape of a cloud. Or I, you know, there was like all of a sudden Derek's got all these dragon heads coming in. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just, I would say them telling you that yes, they are here. Um, you just might not see them the same way that other people are able to perceive them.
1: Yeah, um, when she <clears throat> was talking about the dragon heads, it's a uh, like crystal dragon heads that we had in there. We shared those on a couple of shows back. You know, all of a sudden it's like if you buy a new Prius. All of a sudden, you can start seeing Priuses. It's it's in your awareness or something. And then Nancy and Angelica both. I was going to add on to the the fairy one, the talk we were just having, because just I don't know, three or four days ago, I was in a session with three different individuals. Because <clears throat> when I do the sessions here, we call it's not just one person. You know, you can get up to four or five. It doesn't really matter. But in this case, it was three ladies. And the the neat part about it was I was perceiving, um, again, we'll, we'll just term fairies, and they. They look similar to what you'd see in the storybooks and, you know, little tiny individuals. Um, and I'm mentioning that because when I was perceiving them and they were doing different things and we were chatting, all of a sudden, three in these three individuals, I, I could see the fairies. in let's just say the right hand side of, of our office here. And I knew where they were. And I'm not looking at them physically. I'm not acknowledging them because, you know, I have the humans in front of me. So I'm chitting and chatting with them. And then all of a sudden, the, the fairy starts popping in a little friend. And all of a sudden, those three individuals, the ladies in front of me, all turn their head. And it's a fairy. But they manifested here in 3D. And I wasn't sitting there telling them about them. I wasn't saying, hey, get ready. Hang on. Energy hand's turning on. Here's the fairy. No, none of that stuff happened. They had no idea. And they were perceiving the fairy in the exact same air quotes here physical location in our office, everyone was. So now you're talking about four different individuals perceiving reality from the human form or that vehicle, an etheric being. There is zero chance that is impossible that it happened. If you play the percentages, get a mathematician in front of you, all four people to have that shiny object, and in this case it was um, the, the fairies or fae, um, in that reality. So it just is, and now the way to enhance or expand into that, so that it you realize, because once you understand that happens, well, then there's no reason it should be limited, and it can continue to happen, and you'll start perceiving much of the metaphysical reality, anything that's not physical. So it was, it was just a good example, especially a confirmation for those three ladies as well. Yeah,
4: and since we've been talking so much about the fairy, I'm like that's kind of like the dragons how it just kind of kept coming up and they're uh, I guess wanting to say hello to everybody that they're here uh, because my son actually just brought up the fairies or are talking about fairies at his school um was I yesterday or, no a couple days ago and then I had somebody um a parent from that school tell me that oh their fairies were telling them to come in and do an event here with us so okay fairies <laughs> we see you we hear you <laughs>
0: There's a YouTube video out there where I think it's in well it's in Great Britain someplace I'm not sure where and the father was filming it's, it's a you know early film, and uh, the father was filming his two daughters, and they're just walking out there and there's a tree and there's right below the tree branch is this fairy i mean it it, it looks like a humanoid that's got wings that's really tiny very clear on the on the on the video and so they all three of them sort of like what's that and then they 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 saw in their mind what their their eyes were seeing and they and the guy the father was I think I don't think that this was phony because of his reaction because he went like Ugh, like this and the girls had already turned around and started running. But it was I've, I've never been able to get that image out of my head. It's probably still up on YouTube you know and it probably if you put into YouTube you know videos of fairies you might come up with a lot more. who knows I don't think oh, yeah, even... I don't think they're taking them down
1: <laughs> No no because they're unbelievable. Yep. yeah everything's modified Well
4: maybe we should hold off on some of the Fae, uh talk for when Mary joins us. Um, did we want to talk a little bit more about Shungite? I've had some experiences come up lately. Oh with yeah, yeah, Shungite please, honey. please. Uh, so Shungite honey is amazing. My daughter, she was stung by a bee a couple of years ago. She's only four, but she was stung by a bee a couple of years ago before I, um, knew what Shungite or Shungite honey was. And we did the whole baking soda thing on there, but her toe swelled up really bad and the skin was just um, peeling and just, it took a really long time for her to heal and be able to walk on it. So she was stung over the summer and I had heard someone say to use honey and my daughter got stung and I was like, oh no, I ran to the kitchen really quick, got shungite honey, put it on her toe and it. Um, I guess, a warning that if you have a wound or something, the honey does burn when you put the honey on there. So she screamed louder when I put it on. But then it was like gone. And she healed so quickly. It didn't even swell. She started running and walking. It was just fine. I was like, wow, I was thinking that it was had to be swollen or sore at least for a day or two before she'd be um, back to normal. But no, that shungite honey was amazing. Uh, with healing, we also had someone come in that had like an abscess on their face, and she didn't know what to use, and she ended up using Shungite honey, and it healed it really quickly. So those are pretty amazing. I actually burned. my, I think maybe I said on one of the podcasts before. I was baking cookies like a month ago, and I burned my hand really bad pulling the cookies out of the oven and grab the Shungai honey put it on and there's not even a mark and i'm like oh usually they're i'm pretty sensitive so i do have you know scars um show up pretty quickly on me and i was like oh the honey took it away so have you had
1: yeah similar experiences not just with me but others uh given the same examples or results too on that any of course any um well, organic, non-pasteurized, so unboiled or treated honey, is often referred to as the best antibiotic on the planet. And I agree, 100%. And then the only booster past that is adding the shungite to it, which, of course, is part of an energy or an energy tool in itself. Um, of course, as we all know, especially in this show. So that combo is just is just unbelievable for any open wound um, Because there is the the shungite powder, which has silver in it as well. So, yeah, it's good for burns, open wounds, like I said, or just uh, muscle injuries. I've had people actually take the shungite honey, trying to activate their third eye. So I suggest to them, because often some cultures will put a little orange dot on their forehead. And usually that's, you know, a type of turmeric powder or something like that, tied in. I think turmeric for anti-inflammation. So moving energies to your pineal gland, your third eye. Long story short, more intuitive is the gist behind that. Um, so then I've suggested for those metaphysically minded individuals to put a little drop of that shungite honey on their, um, that spot between your, your eyebrows on your forehead. So, and that's a use for it for not even for wounds or internally. Um, so yeah, there's lots of uses for shungite honey. Doesn't surprise me that it had that effect.
0: Yeah. It's been just put into chat, lots of evidence that C60 helps with the jab, i suspect a huge flock towards shungite once they figure out it has c60 in it just a comment oh, yeah. in chat
1: oh yeah no I just glanced up and saw that well oh yeah no yasmin's uh very aware individual um i anyway, know yeah there's something to that the whole hexagons and pentagons that's that whole graphene oxide um talk we had in another show um programmable containers and yes uh, a c60 molecule that buckyball fullerene that soccer ball shape is in shungite um, and yeah you can use your imagination and feelings to program and then release excess energy so oh yeah, it they're they're containers and when you realize that you can use them for you know air quotes here but good or bad um, depending on your understanding
0: well you know that's true with the nanotechnology too because they're they're setting up this uh, reprogramming of the DNA and all this crap that they're doing, but the dark side, every time they try to do something blows up in their faces. So for and I'm saying this because earlier in the chat, um, Sam said that you know the, 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 the stuff they're putting in the people are being is being programmed by not just the dark side. And it might be that some of this stuff is like an artificial, Way of enhancing the humans' DNA that the dark side thinks they're doing it to control us, and in fact, it's going to backfire on them, and it's just going to be an advancement. Because I saw a very interesting uh, program on DNA. It was uh, Ancient Aliens, one of their last new one, and in it they were discussing this strange thing where you got the the spiral, the double helix, and there's like like making a ladder between it even though it's still keeping its twist but there's like a la- like some kind of a, an, a another link that they hadn't been able to see before but now they can and their interpretation is that this could be some kind of an artificial dna change that at the time of the f- missing link that allowed human beings to um have an advancement in their you know their their basic dna so how does that feel to you, either both of you Does that feel like that could be happening? We shouldn't always yeah. see the dark side. I mean mm-hmm. that we shouldn't always follow there. You know, we can change the script.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Well, it's like giving
1: to me a USB drive with a virus on it. Well, enjoy it. Well, you should be aware that you can delete that virus or change it or rewrite the USB drive is what I'm saying. So if everything's programmable. Again, we talked about it earlier. You're, you're walking around in a crystalline substance or structure or vehicle, we call a body. Well, then program it. Get control of your thoughts and feelings. And yes, I know it's easier said than done often, but then do what you need to do to get in that state. Calm down, relax, hug a tree, sit down on the grass, salt bat, whatever the heck it is that gets you into that energetic state to where you can reprogram yourself, meaning calm, loving environment. I'm talking inside. And And or out as well, whatever gets you there, and then reprogram it with your thoughts and feelings. It's not a a fourteen hour meditation or like I keep making fun of lately. It's not a a certain yoga pose you have to strike to make it work. No, get in your head and your heart and do it. and then you can.
0: So at this point, we started to muck around with the Skype connection to bring in the next guest for the next show. And therefore, we didn't sign off correctly here because I managed to uh, dump the Skype connection. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for being here. Appreciate you all. Be safe, and we'll see you next time. You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.